0: Welcome to the PCOS Girls Podcast. I'm Bridget Warren, founder of PCOS to Wellness and creator of Sisterhood and Mamahood Teas.
1: And I'm Melissa Christie, founder of PCOS Pathways and creator of the PCOS Journal.
0: And guys, we are not doctors. We are just two women with PCOS who love reading about it, talking about it, writing about it,
1: basically just oversharing about it. (laughs) So we recommend you find a health practitioner you love to support you on your journey. In the meantime, this podcast is all about how we have gone from hormonal messes to motherhood, the simple changes we've made to improve our PCOS, and the ups and the downs of living with this complex condition. Let's get into it.
0: Welcome back to the PCOS Girls. I'm Bridget, and I'm here with the lovely Mel. And guess what, guys? It is season Two!
1: <laughs> oh my god. My god. What
0: the hell? How did we get here? I can't we got here. I just, I know. it's blowing my mind. Like, who thought that this little thing that we basically just use as a catch up would become <laughs> s- such a big part of our lives? <laughs>
1: I know and a part of our lives that we've missed like (laughs) having these few months apart it's been well we've definitely been messaging each other more.
0: (laughs) I know we're like hey you still alive? yep still here um (laughs) no it's so funny because I even like I was saying to you this the other day I find it weird now when it comes because we normally try to record these on like a Monday or a Thursday when we both have a bit of child-free, well, not so much you anymore, but you know, a bit of child-free no. time. And, um, and I was like, oh my God, what did I used to do before we did the podcast? Because it's such a big gaping hole in my life.
1: <laughs> oh my God. So true. So true. <laughs> oh I'm so glad we're back. Gosh.
0: I know we're back. <laughs> we're back. We're better than ever. I mean, you've just like multiplied your family, you know, it's just, it's all happening. It's, Uh, So basically today we're going to do a bit of a catch-up. We haven't recorded a podcast for a couple of months now. We have got – I mean – to be really honest, I haven't got that much going on in my life compared to you. So I'm really, really excited to kind of like (laughs) touch base with you, hear how everything's going. All will be revealed soon, guys. But if you've been following along, you already know what Mel's been doing. I'm just going to spoil it here. (laughs) She went and had a little baby. So baby number two, (laughs) which we're going to hear all about in a minute. But yeah, so we're going to talk about what we've been up to catching up. And then we're also just going to talk a bit about our health goals that we're kind of setting for this year or just what we're currently working on as well. So Hopefully this yeah. episode will be a really chilled, easy one for you guys to listen in on and just, like, catch up with us. Just, you know, pretend you're here having a chat with us.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we'd love to know what's going on with you guys too and what your health goals are. So definitely let us know in our um, Facebook group because we love hearing from yes. you all. But Bridget, what's been going on? What's been um, going on in your world? The well, whole first summer all, has happened. The whole <laughs> summer has happened
0: and it was a great <laughs> summer. I've really enjoyed having – this was my first summer of, like, not breastfeeding or being pregnant. So it was uh, really I mean not ever obviously, but like over no. <laughs> the last couple of years. So it has been really really nice to just like you know be able to enjoy myself, have a glass of wine if I wanted to, surf mm-hmm. on my stomach <laughs> and not have a bulging yeah. belly there. So just all those really fun things that I've missed and it's been so nice obviously we're in our new house we've been here for quite a few months now so settling in and feeling like a part of the community I just started going back to um, yoga classes like in a studio and I'm only getting to like Uh. one a week but oh my gosh I forgot how much I loved it like I've been doing yoga at home and I sort of felt like that that was you know really great it is it is really great and I'm glad I have been able to do it and like keep doing it consistently at home but it's nothing on like going to a class and having an <laughs> actual teacher like teaching you what to do and also the spiritual element of it like I've started going to this yoga studio that's probably the most spiritual one I've ever been to like I've I've mixed it up over my time like I've been doing yoga on and off for about 10 years and some of them are like those gym ones where you kind of just go in and it's more like it's like more like a a gym class that's got yoga poses in yeah. it do you know what I mean and it's very yes, it's very yes. it's not it's not got that yogi element to it but it's got all the stretches and it's got the poses and all that kind of thing and then some of them yeah. are a bit more spiritual and they go really mm-hmm. deep and um I said on my Instagram stories like last week I was in the class and there was two girls just like hysterically crying and the oh the teacher God. was um, doing like a chant I don't know what they're oh, actually yeah. called, but, like, uh, let's say a chant, uh, and um, yeah. <laughs> an Indian chant, and it was beautiful. Yeah. Like, she was singing it almost, and these two girls just started crying. One girl was, like, beside herself, and mm. whatever for whatever reason, like, obviously hit them so deeply, and I was just like, whoa, yeah. like, there are so many vibes flying around this room, and I maybe just remember <laughs> how much yoga is not just – a physical thing like it's got Absolutely. so much more in it anyway so I, I I just got out of the class this is why it's like on my brain but I'm just I'm <laughs> loving doing that so I feel like between that settling into our house I've got heaps of business stuff going on at the moment which is so fun to be like back in the <laughs> business world a bit because obviously we moved back down here and living on the Mornington Peninsula but for my other business I've got an office in the CBD so I've been mm-hmm. like going into the CBD. Well. I've been in once, let's be real. I haven't actually that But um, you know, I went in and I got dressed up and like acted a bit businessy and did some meetings and it was really fun. And then obviously launched my new product Childhood, as well, which is epic. And I'm just like,
1: you've had so much going on oh, and it's going so well, Chaihood. People are loving it. It's I'm, beautiful.
0: Oh, thank you, Mel. It's just been the best. I'm just, I'm really glad I did it because it was an absolute nightmare. I stuffed up so much. I made so many mistakes. It was, it was an absolute nightmare. I nearly pulled the and then something in me was like, no, keep going. This is worth it. And I love chai. And I sort of had stopped yep. having it um, a lot because it is full of caffeine. And a lot of them that you get mm-hmm. at the cafes have heaps of sugar in them. And. They're just not very hormone yeah. friendly. So I wanted to create one that was hormone friendly and then also have all the added benefits of, so I had the turmeric in there and the, you know, all the, all the little added herbs as well that help with hormone balance and anti-inflammatory properties. So anyway, it's amazing. I love it. It's sold out, but it's back up now. So, um, Yay. oh God, I just feel <laughs> like this last couple of months has been almost like a year condensed into a couple of months just because so much has happened. And I'm sure you can vouch for the same because you've had a yeah, lot of Yeah, I going actually on. feel the same way. <laughs> It's crazy. Yeah. And also, I think because last year was such a, like, I don't want to say a nothing year, but it was, it was pretty, like, I mean, I was at home for a majority of last year yeah. in lockdown. I've
1: so a hundred percent. I feel like when I think about twenty twenty, I just the word floundering comes to mind. Oh, like such a great word. Floundering around. <laughs> such a great word. <laughs> Doing this and that, like getting by. Yes. Um, yes. yeah So I it feels like there's fresh energy around at the moment. And I totally definitely, agree. I think both our lives have reflected that. <laughs>
0: Yes, and I just even in my energy levels, I just feel really Mm -hmm. energized. And whereas last year, kind of everything fatigued me and exhausted me, Mm. whereas now I'm really feeling. I mean, you're probably not because you have a newborn, but um, I just (laughs) feel like I'm every day. I'm excited, and I'm like something's going to happen today. I'm working on things. I've got things going, and I'm just feeling really. I'm just really excited for this year. If you didn't get it through my very excited voice, I got it.
1: <laughs> I just love how positive you are, Bridget. Like you're such a positive, like part of really my life. Not. It's really oh, nice. Well, no, you God. are. You're
0: so cute. Anyway, enough about me. I- I'm pretty boring <laughs> in the scheme of things. I want to. Hear no, you're not. All about <laughs> your new little angel. Little Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Elma.
1: I know. Little Elma Honeyran. Oh, my God. Best name
0: ever, by Um, the way. Absolutely best name. Thanks.
1: Thanks. I don't know if I told you, but we we've hyphenated the honey wren on in the her two middle names. We hyphenated them. And oh. it's a it's a big change for us. Why what,
0: what, what were they, they were two separate names, is that
1: they were two separate names, but we realized that we always said them like they were one. It was like Elma Honey Wren. Oh my gosh. Whereas yeah. when they weren't when they weren't hyphenated it was like Elma Honey Wren McDonald instead yes. of Elma Honey Wren McDonald. Oh my god. <laughs> weren't you gonna call her honey originally? we were going to call her honey and when she was born it took me 3 days to admit that she wasn't a honey because oh. <laughs> i wanted to call i wanted to call her honey so much because so i just love the name but yeah. <laughs> it's just a great name but then yeah she just wasn't a honey like she was it was fine to have honey in her middle name yeah. but just it wasn't her first name and so it was really hard to let that go but Anyway, I'm so glad I did because Elma, she was just an Elma. Elma is
0: perfect (laughs) and it's also, it suits her, but it's also a name that she's going to like, you know, it doesn't matter what age she is or what life stage she's in. Like, Elmo is just yeah. going to be... It's a cute baby name and it's a really great, like, teen name and it's an awesome adult yeah. name. Like, it's just a really cool name. And then... <laughs> and if it's a really her...
1: sweet old lady name. Yes!
0: Oh, my gosh, yes. I was just about to say, it's the cutest little, like, granny name as well. So, shes <laughs> yeah, I think you've done really well. But also, like, you can just call her Honey. Like, what's stopping you, you know, nickname oh, Honey. Yeah.
1: I know, <laughs> honey exactly. Friend. And, yes. <laughs> yeah, she's just... Oh, dude, I can't tell you. She's just so, she's just super precious. And mm. I just look at the impact that she's had on our lives already. Like, oh, like, okay, right now, like, I have to tell you, like, I'm feeling. I'm feeling so happy right now. I feel so happy. And it's just, and that's a pretty big deal because like, as you do know, like the last couple of months, they've been pretty hard. Like they've been the highest of highs, but also the lowest of lows. But I look at the impact that Elmer's had and it's just so amazing. Like she came along and yes, it created these really big issues with Koji, who loves her by the way, but you know, it made him, his behaviors went pretty out of control. And, but what it did with his behaviors going out of control like that, it made us really hone in on what was going on and discover all these underlying things that were happening with him, like bushfire trauma and stuff like that. So like her birth is like, turned us into better parents Aww. it's brought to the brought to the forefront like these things that were just going unseen with Koji and like this is going to sound a bit weird but like She's brought like music back into my life. Like, oh my gosh, she um, said this the other day to me and I, I yeah. literally like my
0: heart like filled with joy when you said this because I was like this is such a beautiful thing.
1: It's a really weird thing and I didn't see it coming but like I'm a singer and music's – I'm also a flute player. Like I've been – music's been a part of my life, like the part, the main part of my life since I was five and into adulthood and then uh, I just like – all I wanted to do was be a musician. And then like the fear of that set in and I, yeah, I've got all these issues around it. And basically I stopped listening to music, like largely, probably about like five or six years ago. I just, every time I heard music, it would just make me a little bit sad because it would remind me that I wasn't really doing music. Like yes, I'm a singing teacher, so I'm I'm doing music, but not really for me. Mm. And Every time I heard music it would make me a bit sad so I just kind of stopped seeking out music for enjoyment and then Alma came along and like I just I just felt like she needs to hear like the music that I love I just I need her to hear it and so I started playing music like sometime actually was in hospital cuz this was another sort of hard time that I've had with Elmer is that she's still been a little bit sick and we've been in hospital a bit. And It's nothing mm. dire, but mm. it stressful. has been a little bit stressful. And, yeah, we were in hospital together and it was the middle of the night. She was really upset and I started playing Van Morrison, which is my favourite artist of all time. And, like, I literally cried and it wasn't just because the songs are, m- like, moving, but it was just, like, I just felt like my heart explode. Like, it just... Oh, I just sound so lame, but it was just like, it affected my whole body and it was, I just missed it so much. And I was like, I just had to think about it. And I was like, wow, as someone who has been a musician all my life, like it makes sense that if music leaves my life, that that might have an effect on Mm. like my mind, body and soul, like everything about me. Absolutely. So yeah, that's just been amazing. And also because the last couple of months have been so hard, just as a parent it's also made me like have pretty intense anxiety but that has made me focus on my anxiety and really try to address it more than i ever have before and i'm really like starting to see the effects of that and i'm so happy and i'm just like thanks elma <laughs> like thanks oh for coming gosh. into our lives and just making us all better people <laughs> oh that's
0: so nice so, i love that yeah. as well and you're into <laughs> real classical music aren't you like what were you saying the other day in well, Mozart? Was you saying, were you that way? You? No. <laughs> oh, God. So I don't remember. Was up. I saying that? Yeah, I feel like have, <laughs> you were like, oh, I want her to just listen to Mozart. Maybe there was, maybe I dropped this or something because I don't know who else would have told me.
1: Uh, I don't think I said that. Uh, I definitely have a history in classical music, but no, I'm much more on like the jazz train. The jazz train. Okay, yeah. okay. Well. Jazz train. And no, I shouldn't even say that because, yes, I do really love jazz, but I. <laughs> Again, I'm just so lame, guys. I don't know why any of you listen to me, but I just I just love to sing. <laughs> so, what? I just love singing anything. I'll sing anything. I'll sing classical music. I'll sing musical theater. I'll sing jazz. I'll sing I, I won't do hip hop because I can't. <laughs> but otherwise I'll just do anything. I just love singing.
0: I you're love you. So cute. <laughs> I also love singing, but I'm terrible. So I just um... I bet you're not. Oh no Mel. <laughs> Mel, let me tell you now. I am terrible, but that doesn't stop me from singing. <laughs> I'm just I uh, that's I'm, good. I'm not a I just you know how like <laughs> I can't hear that I sound bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so, then how do you know that you're bad then? Because, like, why do you? Okay, this is actually how you? I know. This is actually
0: how I know. Because when I was little, this is so off topic. Uh-huh. When I was in, um, <laughs> I, know. I was either like early high school or late primary school, I thought okay. I was, because I love singing, I thought I was a good singer. And so yeah. I auditioned for <gasps> school choir. <laughs> Yeah, And what happened? Well, I was singing. They wanted us to sing. The other boys tried to understand that one. And so I sung that and I was singing so hard. And so I thought I was (laughs) just doing the best job I possibly could and I was like killing it. And I fainted because I was like not (laughs) crazy. (laughs) just like in the middle of this audition there was like a group of us <laughs> singing together and then I just like fall down like on the stage and yeah so and like at that point um, at that point gosh. I realized this is not for me <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Sisterhood Tea hi guys it's Bridget Warren, the founder of PCOS to Wellness and creator of Sisterhood Tea Sisterhood tea is a powerful blend of herbs that has been specifically created by me to help other women like me who may be experiencing the many frustrating symptoms of PCOS and other hormonal imbalances, which affect so many women. Every ingredient in Sisterhood is 100% natural and has a purpose. And most importantly, the ratio of each herb has been carefully weighed out to ensure the perfect amount is added into each bag to make it an easy and accessible way for you to manage your symptoms every day. And don't worry, I promise it tastes nice too. Sisterhood Tea is a powerful holistic alternative and is suitable for all women, but has been specifically designed to help support women who may be experiencing symptoms of PCOS and other hormonal imbalances, women who've been on the contraceptive pill or are coming off the contraceptive pill, Problematic skin conditions such as acne and dermatitis, fertility issues, weight management, hair loss and hirsutism, moodiness, bloating and menstrual cramps, and of course, regulating the menstrual cycle. Sisterhood Tea is 100% natural, organically grown where possible, vegan, and hand blended and packaged in Australia. The results and hundreds of testimonials for Sisterhood Tea are honestly just incredible. And some of the most inspiring stories include clearing up stubborn acne, growing back hair loss, regulating their period, and even successful pregnancies after years of trying everything else. We call them our little sisterhood babies. So if you want to find out more about sisterhood tea or read some more of the amazing testimonials, head over to PCOS2Wellness.com
1: where I ship worldwide. Is- oh my god okay uh, okay I feel like I want to unpack that so oh much and, <laughs> and I feel like we we can't because of time but it's- I just have so many questions about it and I just also want to say that that doesn't mean you're a bad singer if anything it just means you're very dedicated I'm and maybe you need to yes. learn how to breathe a bit better. I
0: think that might have been a very big help. But no, anyway, yeah. look, I'm not a singer. I'm going to leave the singing to you. Maybe one day I'll come and get a okay. from you. But look, Matt, really what I want to know I really i am like, I've okay. been like busting to find out. And like obviously I know okay. the two pieces, but I just want to know how did the birth go? Like how, okay, Alma is how old oh,
1: True. She's eight weeks. Eight weeks. Eight okay, weeks. So it's flown. Let's go yep.
0: back eight weeks ago. What the hell was yes. happening?
1: <gasps> okay. Um. So the birth was. I, honestly, I'm just still trying to process it. Mm-hmm. I'm really still trying to process it. It was so different to my birth with Koji, um, which was like a vaginal, drug-free, like epic. Mm-hmm. Elma was almost in a way, the opposite. Like, um, it was a cesarean, a planned cesarean. I ended up doing that and I had the cesarean just two days before my due date, so she was pretty Mm -hmm. full term. Yep. And we went into hospital the night before so that – because I was having an early cesarean the next morning. So, honestly, once I got to hospital, like, I pretty much, like (laughs) – I just couldn't stop crying. (laughs) I know that's so weird. And I didn't expect it. Yes, I was very emotional at that point, but I just kept Mm. crying and I didn't really understand why. Were you nervous? Part of it was, I was definitely nervous. I was excited and I don't know what else. And I'm still trying to process it. And um, when it came to the day, like every time a nurse or midwife or whatever would come in and say, oh, how are you going? I'd just start bawling my eyes out. Yeah. <laughs> I was just emotional. It's and almost that in um, ret-
0: anticipation as well. Like you know it's 100%. coming. You know at this time it's yes. happening. Like it's so different to yes. just spontaneously happening. Like it's like this workup so to different. it is so intense.
1: Yes, absolutely. And when I – like you get wheeled off to have the cesarean and – I'm so, I'm really happy I had a cesarean. Like as you guys know, like I did struggle with it a bit through the pregnancy, like quite a lot actually coming to terms with it, accepting it. And I did end up accepting it. And to the point where I was quite excited to experience the other side of childbirth, like to have both experiences like excited me. Yeah. And so I'm really happy that I've had the experience um, just because, you know, it's good to experience different things in life. So Definitely overall, it's positive how I feel about it all. But there's just one element of it that gets me a little bit and that I'm still processing and letting go of, I guess. And that is just that and I didn't understand it at the time. And in retrospect, it had a lot to do with all the tears, especially because I went into surgery and into the room and I was still crying. Like I just oh kept God. crying. Even when they, they were cutting me open, I couldn't stop oh crying. Like, it was me. <laughs> like so to crazy. the point where it was... <laughs> It was weird. Like I didn't understand what was why I was crying. Like so emotional. I, I wanted to. just so emotional. Anyway, so when I went in and was like, you know, having the surgery, like I had had the anaesthetic and all of that, and I'm lying there, and they're operating, and it wasn't until like they'd been operating for a few minutes that I like realized what I needed and mm. what I was really crying about largely. And it was that I was about to go from being pregnant to being a mom and Elma was about to go from living inside me to being born. So this, mm-hmm. like really the biggest transition that happens really in the world, probably I would say for humans, mm-hmm. like from mm-hmm. going to. Yeah. There's like, not much bigger than that. From that. that to that. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's massive. That's massive. And it was this huge transition and I wasn't I wasn't focused at all. I couldn't focus at all. Like when you give birth vaginally, you, everything is about your body and about you and mm. everyone's focused on that. You're focused on that. You're in a trance-like mm-hmm. state. You go through this. You literally go through a physical transition that mm-hmm. reflects that internal transition that you're going through so for, to become a mom or for the baby to be born. And I wasn't having that. It was mm. so fast. And I was in this room with about there's about 10 people in the room and they're all talking. So it's really loud. Wow. And so a few minutes in, I realized, oh shit. Like, that's what it is. It's loud in here. I need to be able to close my eyes, focus on my baby, focus on my body, and just just like like appreciate and the monumental moment that this is. And so yes. I I had this. At the moment I realised was because there was this woman behind me, I don't know who it was, and she was telling the anaesthetist about how she'd had gastro for 30 hours. Oh, my goodness. And I was like, hold hold on a second. Like my, like this is, this is meant to be a sacred moment. And uh, yeah, I just realized, oh, this is meant to be a sacred moment and I'm not feeling like it's sacred at all. Mm. And so, and then the gastro lady asked me a question. I don't know what it was. And I just said, oh, actually, is it okay if like no one talks to me unless it's like medically needed? So I can just close my eyes and yeah. And have everything be quiet. And she ignored me and oh, kept talking goodness. to me. Uh huh. And then Matt like piped up for me and was like, "Oh no, she just actually wants everyone to be quiet unless they need to talk. Like if you need to say something, yes! say it." Um, Go, Matt. I know. Advocate thanks, for thanks, her. Matt. Yes. <laughs> I know. I know. But do you know what? It didn't happen. Oh, my everyone goodness. just That's kept so talking frustrating. and I know and talking to me and asking me questions and. Like that, I think because I was crying, they were trying to comfort me a lot of the time. Like, oh, Mm. like we're cutting you open and this is happening, and but it was like I I just want to close my eyes and I just want silence and I just want to like bring a bit of sacredness to this moment. And it didn't happen, and and then she was born and she came out and she like with cesareans a lot of the time babies come out and they're not breathing and they're not like I don't want to say a lot of the time, sorry, but it's very normal and common for that to happen Mm because they've just suddenly come into the world they didn't know they were about to be born they haven't had that it's very normal yeah so it's very normal but I was so afraid of that moment because I knew that I'd worry about her not ever like breathing (laughs) and so but she came out and she just instantly was crying and so it was like oh she's alive (laughs) and so yeah I was just like oh and I remember I was crying and smiling so much that like my eyes were closed like I couldn't open them to see her like (laughs) I feel like I'm doing that now (laughs)
0: just like listening to your story like I've literally got that smile (laughs) where your cheeks are so high that you can't like see (laughs) it
1: that's exactly what it was I was just like I can barely see her and then they uh they took her over to the table and Matt went over to trim the umbilical cord and Mm. I remember I was like I I know I knew I'd seen her crying and that she looked good but I just really needed to know like she is good and I was yes. like is she healthy? And I had to actually say is she healthy four times before anyone answered oh me because they just goodness. couldn't hear me over the noise of the room. So wow. I think like yeah so I'm I don't want to detract from how amazing mm. this experience mm-hmm. was cuz it really was. My baby was born alive and I I'm grateful and I'm glad I had the experience, but I think I just wished that I had thought to ask everyone to be quiet before I went before. in there. I just, I wish I'd had that epiphany before rather yeah. than like a few minutes in. Yeah. And I also just want to say to anyone who's pregnant or anyone who wants to be pregnant one day and just anyone who might have a cesarean, just. Consider whether you'd like the room to be quiet. Just consider it, because I reckon they mm. would have done it if I'd prepped them for if that. You had like have if I'd said asked prior. For it. yeah, I think yeah. it would have been a very valid request. So, and they just, I honestly just think they couldn't hear me asking for it because it was so noisy. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's so good anyway. to
0: hear stories like this because. Yeah, we don't talk a lot about birth in general, but then specifically, you know, you don't hear a lot about, well, cesareans or births where there's been intervention take place. And so Mm. I think a lot of us picture birth being this really powerful moment where you know women's like however they're birthing and they you know birth the baby or whatever but we forget there's other people in the room there's different circumstances different things can change like there are noises happening like it's really different for everyone (laughs) and and like you said you've had two completely different experiences now which is incredible and I really love how you framed that is that like it's so cool that you've got to experience two different ways of having a baby, which is so mm. freaking amazing. And I think that that's – yeah. love, I love it. I love hearing that because it's just like it's still a positive birth. You know, it was still a really beautiful yep. positive birth and you got your beautiful baby. But, yeah, it's funny like you hear yeah. like if I had just asked them at the beginning, they probably would have been I know. like it. Uh, but I had, know, you hadn't I know. thought of it and how would you know because you've never been in that experience you don't know what's going to be noise you don't know there's 10 I had no idea there's 10 people in the room like that's
1: yeah seems exactly. a lot.
0: I also have a random question yes. which I don't know the answer okay. to is when you have a cesarean how do you birth the placenta mm-hmm.
1: oh they they completely remove everything from the uterus before they stitch it up so you don't birth it. That Well, ah, you birth it through so your it belly. So it comes
0: out with the yeah. baby or is it like after? It
1: comes out with the baby. Uh, it comes out with the baby. They take everything out. Mm. Oh, so actually, I should sort of yeah. change that. Sorry, because they do cut the umbilical cord while she's there above you. So And then yeah. they take everything else out. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's what I was wondering. I was like, I was picturing just like the okay. whole thing come out and then the placenta is like attached to the baby or yeah, so they, no. they no, cut, the, doesn't. cut the cord and then baby goes to get checked and then yes. the comes out. Yes, it's that okay. one. Love that, thanks. Because <laughs> I literally was just thinking about it the other day, I don't know why, and I was like, I should ask Mel, she'll know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but interestingly, like with cesareans, they scrape everything out so technically like you shouldn't have any retained tissue um, okay. and shouldn't get any infection afterwards and stuff, but I've been having a little bit of Strange discharge and random blood gushes, and Ah. so I'm about to have an ultrasound actually to just make sure that there wasn't something left behind by accident, which does sometimes happen. So, yeah, again, if you're having a cesarean, like, yes, you're not meant to have that issue, but definitely keep an eye on what happens Mm. with your body. And like, I have little dizzy moments sometimes, and so it's like, hmm, am I bordering on some kind of infection? I don't know. Um, Oh, anyway, a
0: bit scary, but I, yeah, I guess that can be a risk (laughs) with. like yeah. any birth, can't it?
1: Yeah, that's right. But you don't really expect it with cesarean. But because anyway. they should have cleaned it all out.
0: <laughs> oh, that's interesting. So are you going yeah. to go back for a checkup or what happens
1: there? I'm having an ultrasound this week. Well, I say that. But it's today, Thursday. Yeah, it's Thursday, and I haven't even booked it. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you're in newborn uh, time. We're time. I'm in newborn time. <laughs> exactly. Um. So yeah, we'll we'll just have an ultrasound and see if there's anything in there. Oh. Um, that's, yeah, yeah. So that's what's been going on with me and oh, Elma's just love beautiful it. and she's so beautiful. Yeah, Mel. like she's, a, so beautiful. Oh, she's, beautiful. Yeah. She she's
0: so beautiful. She's She looks to cute. me really similar to Koji. But
1: oh, you, that's so funny. You don't think that. <laughs> no not at all sometimes I'm starting to get glimpses like she is starting to look more and more like him but it, but for the first month it was like they don't look related to me <laughs> oh my because um, I saw a
0: photo and I was like yeah. that looks so I said first thing I said to you I'm like she looks like goji
1: <laughs> and I was like no. no she doesn't
0: it's so funny it's funny what people see that uh, was like when I had Flint. everyone I saw Jesse. Like they were just like, oh, my gosh, he's so Jesse. And I couldn't see anything. I couldn't see Jesse, couldn't see me. But now everyone's like, oh, he looks so much like you. And I still can't really see it. I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) But it's funny what people see and what they don't.
1: Exactly, and how they change over time. Mm. Um, Koji's flipped back and forth between everyone saying he looks like me, he looks like Matt, he looks like me, he looks like Matt. It's like, oh, he doesn't. He looks like his uncle, (laughs) which actually sounds, sorry, that sounds really suspicious. (laughs) He looks like Matt's little brother, who's oh like a God. teenager still.
0: <laughs> that is so funny. I love uh, that you felt that like you had to clarify that.
1: <laughs> I did. <laughs> uh, anyway, we should. Oh um, that God. was a mega catch up. And um, I, I know it. that we have to go places, but yes. should we try and fit in our goals? Because I've yes. been so excited to talk about this. Well, yes. But I, we'll just try and keep it brief. I agree. This episode is brought to you by the PCOS Journal. The PCOS Journal is a health diary I've created for women with PCOS that is all about getting you informed so that you're better equipped to make decisions about your health. But this is not your normal blank diary. The PCOS Journal is filled with tons of easy to read info about PCOS, the triggers, and most importantly, the treatments. There are tips about specific supplements and detailed info about the different treatment pathways from Ayurveda to functional medicine to yoga. It's also filled with detailed charts for you to track everything, your cycle, your symptoms, your habits, meals, exercise, and so, so much more. It's all customizable and it's all specific to PCOS. You can get the journal from my website, PCOSPathways.com, or if you've got any questions, get in touch.
0: Let's just chat briefly. Like, what are your health goals? Obviously, you're postpartum. You've got two. Yeah, you've got a newborn and a toddler. I imagine life is pretty chaotic. Mm-hmm. Where are your health goals? It's chaotic. At the
1: moment? Yeah, it is chaotic. But I am so excited about my health goals because for the first time in like literally years, they don't center around. My fertility and trying to conceive. So and crazy. when I yeah, when I realized that, it was like, huh, like wow, like what what how else could I frame this? Because obviously, like PCOS, our fertility is a reflection of our health. Or mm-hmm. in any woman, their fertility mm-hmm. is a reflection mm-hmm. of their health in a in a pretty big way. But just how can I reframe this and what else can I focus on instead of just like making a baby? So yeah, my health goals are my gut health, which it's not like I'm having bad symptoms about my gut health, but I just know how important it is for every part of our health. It's so Mm. linked to PCOS. It's so linked to anxiety and depression and stuff. But my anxiety has been so at the forefront that I'm just like, okay, I just really want to optimize my gut health. I bet there's so much I can improve on. And so, yeah, I've got that goal. I'm also looking at my insulin resistance because I've actually never been diagnosed with insulin resistance my test results also always show up that i'm not insulin resistant but my symptoms show me that I am, and I've just—I've always ignored it because I'm like, well, I'm not getting diagnosed with it. But I've just decided I'm just going to address it and see if it does make a difference, and hmm, maybe it will, maybe it won't. I'm just gonna—I'm yeah. just gonna act like I have insulin resistance, yeah. and I'm going to address that. So it's that's so another interesting health goal you for this year. say
0: that though, because I did the same thing because mm-hmm. I never came up with any insulin ah. resistance, and I just was like, I mm-hmm. feel like there is some sort of link that this was ages ago when I was really struggling with my PCOS symptoms quite a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And so I just did sort of treat it like I had insulin resistance for a little while, just looked at what I was yeah. eating because I was eating quite a high-carb hydro diet because I was medjo, and and it yeah. made such a big difference for me. So I don't oh, know. It's, wow. it's interesting. Yeah.
1: yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm definitely going to like monitor it all in my PCOS journal Yeah, and I'll definitely be sharing about it. But, so good. Um, Yeah, actually, if there's anyone else listening who feels like they have insulin resistance but never get the positive test result for that, I'd love to hear from you because, I, yeah, I'm really at the beginning of like addressing this and I'd love to hear if there's anyone else in the same boat because I just mm. think it's interesting. And another health goal for me that's in a way like it's the biggest one it's like something I really needed to address a long, long time ago. And it's basically all around like my self-esteem, self-worth, self-love. Just, I just got to like really love myself more and I really actually want to actively focus on that. And I have been because it's just stupid. Like I am 34. I have this amazing life. Mm -hmm. Honestly, almost everything I've ever wanted in life I have. Yes. And I'm just still have these negative thoughts about myself and negative thoughts about my appearance. And it's just like, I'm 34. Like I just, I'm so sick of this. Mm -hmm. Like I'm I just feel like I should be wiser than that. Mm-hmm. I I have such body positivity for everyone in the world, yeah. but I'm not I'm like I'm not practicing what I preach and I just yeah, I, totally I just really want to address it cuz it's stupid. <laughs> oh, good
0: on you. I think that's such a big um thing to come out and say as well because everyone goes through mm-hmm. that and you're sort of lying to yourself if you you say you've never gone through that at some point in your life. Like I've definitely gone through yeah. that. It is actually, you know what actually really helped me was I think falling pregnant and then having realizing like Mm. that's what my body is so you know that's what I should be you know grateful for and focusing on rather than the appearance side of things and like for me that was really powerful and I've sort of never gone back to caring I mean I probably should care a little bit more to be honest but um but I just don't care anymore (laughs) but it's such a powerful thing to I think even have that realization to yourself to go I should I this is just wasted energy it's just wasted energy. It is.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's just not who I want to be. Like, I'm just like, I don't want to be that person. That's just not great. And now also having a daughter really brought it home for me. I was just like, I need to be better than this for her. Like, she needs to have such a positive role model on this. And yeah, I just really need to address it. But I like you, I, every time I have carried a baby, I have like, I've loved my body more um, Mm -hmm. because I'm so grateful for it. I know how hard it is and I'm so grateful that my body has gotten me to that point where I've been able to do that and, and that I've worked so hard to achieve that. Yeah, so I'm definitely in a great position to be starting this from where I'm like, feeling yeah. very grateful to my body yeah, yeah amazing
0: and actually you just reminded me of a beautiful quote that you put up this morning on your instagram which i was like oh my god oh, that's yeah. so beautiful i just <laughs> pulled it up now can i read it out it's so lovely yeah yeah okay that. so it says <laughs> i will never have this version of me again let me slow down and be with her always evolving oh. by rupi oh. ka ka Cut her. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't matter. I, I don't know how to say it. Yeah.
1: Uh, um, actually, everyone it. should check her out. Yeah, she's got beautiful stuff on her Instagram. So, I love that too. It just really resonated. Obviously, reflecting where I'm at now, but. I just also love it when you really refer to your body like as a her. I don't know. It sounds yeah. kind of lame, but it really it really helps me to be like, I'm in a relationship with this girl. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> like it, yes. it helps me to improve the relationship by thinking of it a little bit separate. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, uh, that sounds weird It's no. like mind, body, soul, all connected, but also at the same time just imagining it as a relationship, I guess. Yeah. I
0: like to think of mine as like my home. Like, I've got to look up. I've got oh. a few homes. I, you know, I have the earth. I have my physical home and oh. then I have my actual body as well. And, like, that's my home. And okay. I've got to look after
1: it. <laughs> okay. That is my new favorite way of looking at it. That's beautiful. That's so, so deep. true. We
0: just got so deep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tell me about your health goals. Oh, Let me hear it. I mean, they're so
0: different to yours. And um, obviously, you're in a really sacred place time in your life, which is so beautiful. But so mine are gonna sound a bit frivolous, I think, especially after we just talked about no, like, they won't. not being, you know, worried about what you look like or whatever. But something that I'm really <laughs> focusing on at the moment. And it's just a constant thing with me because for me, my skin is like such a reflection of my hormones, my health, where I'm at with my PCOS. Yes. So percent. Yeah. And so like, I, I'm really prone to acne and acne is like kind of the first sign that my body gives me that something's unbalanced or not right. And like, that was when I didn't know I had PCOS, but I was struggling hardcore. My acne was like horrific, but it still comes and goes. Mm-hmm. It's nowhere near what it was. I'm so grateful. And even now when I get some people, I'm like, eh. This is fine. I can live with this, but but I take it as a sign. I'm like, whoa, okay, I do need to be conscious. And so I'm just working on a few things like topically a bit different. So I've started adding in I started using like an oil topically on my skin, which is like it doesn't break me out, which is really good because previously I kind of Mm -hmm. resisted using oils because they sort of broke me out, but then I kind of knew I needed something Mm -hmm. that was hydrating. So I found a really nice one now. It's that retinol alternative one that I think I've posted on my Instagram before. I'm really, really liking yep. it. It's, so it's, it's called a retinol alternative, but it's basically, it's made from some sort of fruit or, I don't know, it's an all-natural one. It's really <laughs> lovely. But so that's sort of what I'm changing and I'm being really gentle. The other thing I'm doing is I'm not using an exfoliant anymore. I'm using, like, just using mm. my towel when I get out of the shower, which I know some people mm-hmm. are going to cringe at, but I'm just using that to really gently kind of, Brush any dead skin off because I just found I was using this natural exfoliant and it was quite abrasive and quite harsh. And so, and then I read somewhere that anything that's got like irregular exfoliant bits in it is actually probably aggravating your skin even more and causing little micro tears. And I was like, oh, okay. And this one has Mm. little walnut shells crushed up in it. So they are irregular and they're quite chunky. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to give a break on that. I'm just going to use my towel and be really gentle. Anyway, my skin's looking really good at the moment. So I'm kind of like, topically mm-hmm. I'm really happy with it but internally as well I it's for me diet is like such a big one so just yeah. really working on going back to trying to include a really broad range of veggies in my diet because I found I don't know if you mm-hmm. found this out, but like when I had Flynn and I sort of started to he started eating solids and then I had to start to get a bit more creative and a bit more sneaky and there's certain things he does eat and certain mm-hmm. things he doesn't so I sort of stick to the things I know he will eat and like he's good at eating. Yeah and which means that I don't often buy the other things because I'm kind of like, oh, well, I might as well buy the things that everyone's going to eat. So I yes. started going back to getting my veggie box, which I get like a range of different stuff mm-hmm. in there, and I've kind of just got to make stuff with it. Like I've just got to work out what to do mm-hmm. with it. And I do think that that's great because mm-hmm. I'm getting that diversity in my foods and really great for your prebiotics as well because you're, you're getting different prebiotics mm-hmm. um, from the different foods. So mm-hmm. I'm loving, loving that. I'm also back on the supplement train a little bit. Um, I kind yeah. of went off a bit just because I wasn't needing it. I'm a big believer that, like, we should be getting all, you know, as many if not all of our nutrients and, and all all of the things we need from our diet if possible. Mm-hmm. However, there are yep. some things that we can't get or for whatever reason we're deficient in or we've got to try and boost up and then that's when supplementation is really great. And Mm. one of the things I've always been trying to look for is a brand that was like whole food-based, organic, had a really good ethos. I finally found a brand that I'm really, really liking. And so I've gone, I've started taking their B12, which is a spray, which is really, Mm -hmm. really easy to take because I don't Mm. eat a lot of animal products, so that's something that I do need to supplement with all the time. And then um, Mm -hmm. what else have I started taking of theirs? Oh, the vitamin C Spray, which I really like.
1: I love that it's and a spray. Sprays are so great. It's a great. spray.
0: It's so handy. Like, it just keep it in the fridge yeah. and I use it. And it doesn't taste mm. bad. I have to say yeah. I did buy their um, their plant-based iron just because I was oh, like, yeah. I'll just get that. I'll just try it. It is disgusting. <laughs> and, like, I cannot. Oh, I, no. It is rank. Like, I wouldn't t- recommend oh. it. So, um, Was it a yeah, spray? Or? No, it's like a syrup like, I don't know, syrup
1: kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Anyway, (laughs)
0: so, like, I'm just being strategic with the supplements that I do think that I need. Um, I always, like, go under the guidance of someone if you're not sure what you should and should be taking. But if you are looking for supplements, like, find one that is whole food-based if you can because a lot of supplements out there are synthetic. So they're just Mm. made in a lab as opposed to being – so what that means, whole food-based, is they literally get – broccolis and they get all these different vegetables Mm. and herbs and they grind them down to tiny tiny little particles and then extract the different vitamins from them so you're getting it straight Mm. from the whole food source and So that's why it's different. And obviously that's much easier for your body to absorb because it knows it. It knows what to do with it. So if you're looking for supplements, try to get ones that are whole food and even better organic because then you're not getting any of the chemicals that have been sprayed on them as well. So anyway, that's kind of where I'm at at the moment. Oh, and I have been taking a multivitamin as well. So just like a women's Mm -hmm. multi and then a probiotic as well. So Just like Mm. little things, I don't take them all all the time. I really, really believe you Mm -hmm. should get most of your nutrients from your diet. Like I'm really, really a big believer in that. But I also think there's a time and a place for supplementation. And I think after last year, I was just feeling really fatigued, really tired. My skin had fled up heaps after our move. I don't know if it was stress or whatever. And Mm. I was just like, what can I do to help myself a little bit more? And supplementing again has been really helpful. So yeah, that's where I'm at at the moment.
1: that's really, really great. I feel like this is going to be a good year. This year's going to be a <laughs> I feel good like we year. Have... <laughs> <laughs> and I also, I just feel like I also want to clarify, like you were saying like, oh, I'm focused on my skin and after what we just talked about with the, you know, self-love and all of that, I, I feel like that that's fine. Like I, for me, I feel like my, just because I'm trying to work on like you know, my self-esteem and my self-worth and all of that, it doesn't mean that I don't want to improve like my symptoms. And like, I know that I I really want to lose some weight because it's a reflection of my health. But I think for me, it's actually the discovery that like, I don't think that I will ever be fully healthy physically while I have any kind of negativity towards my body. Mm -hmm. Like I see them as really for me personally, that it's linked. That as long as I'm looking at myself and thinking about myself in negative ways, that's going to show and present in a physical way. So yeah, I actually think they're really linked in it, like in a positive way. Like if I, I feel like I need to work on this stuff to be able to work on, you know, improving my skin and stuff. Yeah,
0: I totally agree. And even like when Mm. I was really bad with my PCOS and I didn't know I had PCOS but my hair was falling out my skin was really bad and I just I had so much self-loathing for myself like I was just in this world of just anxiety and depression I didn't want to leave the house because I felt like everyone was just Mm going to look at me and think I looked so awful and something was wrong with me and then when I turned that around and I was like okay these are symptoms because my body's trying to tell me something Everything shifted mm. for me. It was like I was no longer like mm. working on like trying to look a certain way. I was working on trying to heal and feel better. Yeah. And th- it was like a psychological shift for me. And that- and then all of a sudden th- totally. I did start to see change. Obviously I was doing a lot, but like that psychological mm. shift had to happen for me to progress.
1: Yep. I totally feel that. That's what I'm feeling right now. <laughs> wow. That that needs to happen. Yeah. Did we just get like way too deep <laughs> um, on this
0: episode when we were just meant to be catching up?
1: <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> um I reckon we should leave it there. Yes. Um <laughs>
0: I agree. Thanks so
1: much for listening guys. Um Yeah, at one of season that... 2. I know. we have <gasps> we have such exciting oh episodes God. coming up. We have such exi- I am
0: like beyond excited for this. I don't know this year, I'm just no. bloody excited. I'm excited for everything. Like but no. this podcast, yes. we have guests that we genuinely cannot believe it coming on like we are just I know we're like what the actual heck and also did I tell you girl I was looking up like our podcast stats (laughs) and I just randomly so I just was like looking up yeah someone sent me a link to their podcast and they were like oh we're in the top 20 percent of podcasts out of like I don't know one billion podcasts and I was like whoa that's insane like I want to go check it like that sounds good so I went to this um, um app where you can like put in the a podcast and you can get all those stats. Do you know what we okay. are? Like have a guess what we are.
1: <laughs> um Okay, like top sixty percent, forty percent, maybe forty percent. <laughs> I feel like it's good because you're sounding like it's good.
0: <laughs> okay, it's a lot better than that. <laughs> Just, like one more <laughs> really? guess, one more guess.
1: Okay, uh twenty percent.
0: Okay, no. We're in the top two <laughs> percent. <2%. laughs> <laughs> what? I Are know. you serious? No. I mean, what? yes, yes, I am. I'm serious. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even joking. I was like trying to so I was list watch like, cause I was when this person said uh, she wanted me to be guest on hers. Pal. And I was like, 20%, that's awesome. Like I definitely want to be guest on her. Yeah. So then I was trying to work out ours and then I put ours in. Top 2% out of like, uh, I I can't uh, even remember how many. It was like basically all the podcasts that are on podcast apps, oh right? Oh my God. And then
1: I was like, yeah. oh, that
0: must mean like we're 2%, you know, like we're so low, we're like a 2%, you know, and the high ones oh, are like the, 100%. Like the bottom yeah. So, the, so <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm, and I'm trying to do my head around, but then I put in like my favorite podcast, which I know is really, really listened to, and it was in like the yeah. 0.001%. And I was like, okay. So they are really wow. high. Which, so then I was like, okay. So that low is crazy. Good. Low is really good.
1: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> okay. I just so then, you know. <laughs> first of all, thank yeah. you to everyone listening because yes! you have made us have the top two percent of podcasts. What the hell? And also, like, I feel like we should be making money from this podcast. For I know we just like do this for the love
0: because <laughs> we just love having chats. But yeah, I mean, guys, if anyone wants to like sponsor us, we don't know how it works. Yeah, <laughs> feel free. <laughs>
1: In the meantime, even saying that, I'm like, oh, I don't know what that means to even have sponsorships. And, like, so. let's
0: be honest, we would do this. We'd, like, pay to do this because we just love doing it. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> we'll be like, we'll pay. That's fine. That's how it works,
1: isn't it? That <laughs> is crazy. I know. Anyway, that is amazing. We
0: love it. It sounds uh, like other people we do. like it. So we really appreciate it, guys. Oh, Thank you for listening. I hope you keep
1: liking it, Everyone guys.
0: Everyone says, you know, <laughs> go and leave reviews and stuff. We don't really understand why or how, but, like, feel free to leave a review. <laughs>
1: Yes, um, it definitely makes our day. So yeah. just for that purpose would be Absolutely. lovely. <laughs> and we have got our
0: um, podcast community on Facebook as well. Mm-hmm. So feel free to jump over there. We'll be jumping on there more mm-hmm. this year, which is really cool. And we've got some amazing guests for this season. So, yeah, yeah stay tuned. And if there's anything you guys want us to um, cover, please get in touch with us either on our own personal Instagrams. Mine is PCOS2 underscore wellness. And Mel, yours is? PCOS
1: pathways, yeah, and
0: then we have <laughs> uh, PCOS girls is our joint one. Thanks, guys. Love it. Thanks for listening. Love you guys. <laughs> love, love, love. Sorry for the rant. Bye. <laughs> uh, bye. <laughs>